Let's read John chapter 8. You want to follow along? I'm going to read from John 8. And I've just had, I've had a few conversations um, over the last week where somebody was struggling with something um, kind of for a long time. And we were able to discover when they started struggling with it and what the lie they were believing about themselves or about God or about life was and bring that lie into the light and replace it with God's truth. And I just had like, I think four individual conversations that went like exactly this, that way that I just described. So I feel like um, it's just on my heart that the Lord for all of us would upgrade our belief systems. Whether there's like an outright lie that we're believing or just something that we're believing about God or about ourselves or about life that he just wants to take like up to the next level. Like, for example, it's great to believe that God is always going to provide for you. And if you don't believe that, it's a really great thing to start believing. But if you believe God is always going to provide for you, but you don't believe that he's going to provide more than enough, you need a belief upgrade. Because that's the scriptural promise that he would provide an abundance for every good work. So that's just an example. And I often, I mean, I often use money as an example because it's so easy to relate to. But it's like, God doesn't want to just take you from, you know, here to here, like, where you're just kind of running even. He wants to take you above. Like, like you can believe God wants to heal you, or you can believe God wants you to walk in health so that you don't need the healing again. Just as an example, truth upgrade. Like, there's some things that are little t true, and then there's some things that are big t true, because heaven is saying it. So I had these conversations, and um, for example, a friend of mine, um, he has been struggling with confusion and anxiety for four years. Like, constant, just spinning thoughts and inability to make any decisions, just like constantly questioning himself. And he realized through our conversation, he was, I asked him when it started and he said, you know, four years ago, what had happened was he was offered a, um, a new position at his job and he turned it down. And then he went home and he talked to his mom and his mom was like, well, you should have taken that job. That's a guy like in his uh, early twenties or late teens at the time or somewhere in there. Forgive me if you're watching and I don't remember your exact age. Um, so, like, late teens, early 20s, like an adult, you know, should be able to make his own decisions. So his mom, like, questioned his decision. And in that moment, he entered into this confusion of, like, oh, maybe I should have done that. Like, or, but, oh, but I, should, but I didn't want to, but, like, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And we realized the lie that he started to believe in that moment was that he's not capable of making his own decisions. Because an authority figure in his life called him into question. And it's not, you know, I'm not saying don't let somebody question your decisions. I believe in counsel. I believe, I believe in all that. But like in that moment, he had made it up his mind, but somebody questioned it. And the enemy often likes to take a hurtful or a disappointing thing in our life and attach a lie to it and plant it in our brain so that it changes the way we live. Because we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. So that works positively and negatively. Like as our mind changes, we change. The way I think as I as the way I think changes, 
the way I live changes, right? Mm-hmm. And that can be a godly belief that changes the way I live, like, for Jesus, with Jesus. Or it can be an ungodly belief that takes me a different direction. Jesus said in John 10.10 10, that he came to bring life and life more abundantly. And the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. One of the ways the enemy steals, kills, and destroys is through lying to us. Mm -hmm. It's actually like his main thing. Because he doesn't actually have a whole lot of power to do very much. It's mostly just accusing and lying. So the enemy likes to bring in a lie. I can't make my own decisions. And it brings confusion. And it brings anxiety. And if you're walking in confusion and anxiety, like, you're not walking in abundant life. Right? And God wants to bring freedom. So what we learned, so we learned the lie. I can't make my own decisions. And so I said, okay, what's the truth? The truth about you, my friend, is you are a great decision maker. You are a great, if you need to hear this, you are a great decision maker. Why? That's not just a great idea, like, that's scriptural. You have the mind of Christ. So it's not just positive, it's not just thinking of something positive and saying it, it's like, okay, God, what is your word over this area of my life? Get it? So, my friend has the mind of Christ, so he can make a declaration over himself and say, I am a great decision maker. And that can rewire the way he thinks, which will then transform the way he lives. And he said over the last couple of weeks since we've had this conversation, there's been a lot more peace, uh, a lot less confusion. The noise has kind of quieted down in his brain. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you need that particular breakthrough, I release that in Jesus' name that you can have it because my friend got it and it's good. Does that make sense? We uncovered the lie and we replaced it with the truth. So I'm going to read this passage, John 8, starting in verse 31. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Now jump down to verse 43. Jesus says, Why do you not understand what I am saying? It is because you cannot hear my word. And then he gets a little, <laughs> he gets real serious here. You are of your father the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Our minds are either going to be renewed positively by the father of lights or dragged into the pit by the father of lies. There's actually no, there's no middle between the two. Not really. So we either are transformed by the renewing of our mind to prove what is the will of God, Romans 12, 2, or we're deformed 
by the father of lies. Mm -hmm. So the lie comes in through something hurtful or through confusion, through whatever, and then it becomes a stronghold. You guys are familiar with 2 Corinthians 10, the weapons of our warfare. They're not carnal, but they're mighty for tearing down strongholds. Um, we, take the, we take down every speculation and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Um, so the lie comes in, and if you don't catch it, if you don't catch it quickly, it can take root and become, it can build a fortress in your mind called a stronghold, scripturally. And from there, that lie has some degree of authority to speak into your life and manage the way you live. Mm -hmm. So if somebody rejects me, at a very, if I experience rejection at a young age, especially at a young age, um, and if you get into like any inner healing stuff, like you, you'll learn this can start all the way when you're in the womb. Like this, there's all kinds of layers to this stuff um, that we're not going to get into today, but because it's really not my area of expertise. But um, if I experience rejection, I don't, I don't have people around me, or I don't have a relationship with God where He's like, you know, no, I haven't rejected you, like. If I experience rejection, then it's very easy for the enemy to attach a lie to that rejection and say, like, you're not good enough, or you don't deserve love, or you're never going to be accepted, or people don't like you. None of you have ever heard these, I know, but it's just, you know, for the church down the street, you can tell them about this. Um... Maybe I'm the only one. Uh, so you experience the rejection and the lie comes in. And then you hear the lie. And if you don't know better, you start to embrace that lie as truth about yourself. On some level, you start to believe, wow, people aren't actually ever going to like me. And so what does that do? That becomes a stronghold. And then you start managing your life you start to see every relationship through that. And you start to manage yourself through that. Like, okay, if people get to see who I really am, they're going to reject me. So what do I need to do? I need to either become a monk, live by myself in a cave, and just pray night and day for the rest of my life, fast until I die, or... I need to become what I think the people around me want me to be. It's getting intense now. <laughs> like, I either need to completely avoid people. If I believe, if I believe that if you see the real me, you're not going to like me, and you're going to reject me, then I can't let you see me. I have to protect myself. And that's from that stronghold that was formed from a lie from something I experienced in my life or something someone said to me somewhere along the way. And here I am now, every relationship. Okay, what, okay, what do this group, they like uh, Star Wars and nerdy things and comic books. So I'm gonna, that's who I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a nerd in this group. See now, you know, 10 years ago, nerd culture was like, they were the rejects, now we're like the cool people, so praise God. Um, you get around 
you get around people of a that dress a certain way and in an ungodly you know paul said become all things to all people but this is not what he meant like you get around people that dress a certain way and you're like well okay hmm that group they dress like that i mean it's like high school you can like end up in this high school click mentality your whole life because you're like okay i gotta become what i think they're gonna want me to be so they don't reject me and i'm certainly not gonna let them see the real me because if they see the real me they're gonna reject me and then they'll be rejecting the real me and that will really hurt so the lie comes in you are unworthy you're not good enough you're People aren't gonna like you. Let's find, let's replace that with truth. Yes. <laughs> like, that's a great idea. Um, how about I'm fearfully and wonderfully made? Amen. Like, how about that's not just a cute thing we put on the fridge? Like, that's a reality. Mm-hmm. God made me awesome. Like the real me. If you got to when, if people see the real me, like the more they see of me, the more they're going to like me. Yes. The real me. No mask. No fakeness. Real, authentic, free me. Mm-hmm. Okay, not everybody. <laughs> but like, generally, I'm really likable. If you get uncomfortable hearing that, I felt it a little bit. If you get uncomfortable <laughs> hearing that, you might not be comfortable saying it or thinking it about yourself. So we just found an area where God wants to bring more freedom. Like, I'm actually really likable. Because God didn't make me, why would he make me unlikable? That would be cruel. Well, you don't know my personality. I'm kind of a jerk. Well, get a new personality. Like, don't be a jerk anymore. (laughs) All right. And the lie, the lies, remember, um, the lies hit us at a core identity place. Mm-hmm. I'm not beautiful. I, people aren't going to like the real me. I'm not very smart. I am, like, there I am statements that the enemy likes to hit you with. Like, you are. You know, where it becomes, like, you do something dumb, and it's like, I'm a dumb person. No. You're a smart person. You just had a dumb moment. Amen. Like you just made, thank you. You just made, you made a mistake. You did something dumb. Own it, but don't become it. Like, I'm really sorry. I screwed up. That was really dumb. I know that's not really who I am. That I really wasn't acting like myself in that moment. I'm a smart person. I make great decisions. Yeah. It doesn't mean you never mess up again. It just means it's not who you are. So these lies hit us at an identity place. So the Lord wants to replace the lies with truth at our, at the core identity level of who we are. Okay. So when you discover the lie, you identify it, you renounce it. You just, that, that just means you say, I renounce the lie that I am unlikable, that I'm not likable. I renounce the lie that God's not going to provide for me. I renounce the lie that it's impossible for me to get in shape. I renounce the lie that I'm always going to be sick. Just renounce it. You just say it. You just renounce it. And then you identify the truth 
and you declare it. And then the last uh, step, share your process with some people that you trust. This is like a real like condensed, condensed message here. Um, but as you're going through this process, or if you recognize that you need to go through this process, like find somebody that you trust to talk it through with, or at least share, like if you just, you do it just with God, like share it with somebody, get somebody on your side that knows what you're going through and believes in you and will champion you through the whole thing. And then the last, um, couple of things here, um, ongoing maintenance. If you, if the lie starts to come in, like, here it comes, the enemy whispered a lie is coming towards you. Like, before it gets in there deep enough to take root, let out a hearty laugh. Let out a hearty laugh because you recognize, hey, wait a minute, that's not from, like, that's coming up from below, if you will, from the father of lies, not from the father of lights who gives every good gift. Like, mm -hmm. it's coming this way, not this way, so, ha, 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 ha. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm, oh, I start feeling fear about provision. Wait a minute. That's not, no, that's not from the Father. God always provides for me. Abundantly. Ha! Laugh it off and then declare the truth. Laugh it off, lift your head to the Father of lights and declare what he's saying. Get it? That's the ongoing protection. Is this making sense? Yes. Yes. You guys with me? Okay. Lies can block the flow of abundant life in our lives. And I'm not talking about money, though that may be included. I'm talking about the fullness of freedom in Christ. When lies get in there, they can hinder that flow in our lives. So my prayer um, and my belief for you guys and for myself and for anybody who's watching is that the Holy Spirit will, um, when necessary, reveal some, reveal a lie, reveal a root, reveal something that came into my life that is hindering me from total freedom. And then the truth. Okay. I'm going to say goodbye to the multitudes of live viewers. I love you. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us in our living room. Bye.